Owning a dog is an awful lot of responsibility. Taking care of their basic needs isn't always something really easy. It's not as simple as you think. Feeding your dog kibble food. Uh, I mean, we used to get the prescription stuff. Ugh, my dog wouldn't eat. And so, like, oh, give him this. He'll, he'll, he'll love this. Got everything in it. Eh, not so much. Um, you get the kibble food and everything that is good for him. I shouldn't say everything, but a lot of it is just baked right out. Uh, it's dead food. So that's where Rough Greens comes in. It's something you put on your dog's food, whether whether eating kibble or not. Created by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. It's full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. You name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. You can get your first trial bag for free now uh, at uh, ruffgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. That's 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Welcome to the Glenbeck program. It is Friday, so I wanted to give you some laughs. So I thought we'd play, I thought we'd play some of the testimony from uh, Fanny Willis and Nathan Wade, uh, her uh, her main squeeze there in testimony yesterday. It was unbelievable. We go there in sixty seconds. Stand by. First, our sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor is Genucel. Sure is, Glenn. And if you're looking to set up an inter-office affair and take lavish vacations, you want to make sure your skin looks fantastic when you're doing it. And that's why you need Gen 90. It's a new instant wrinkle treatment from Genucel. Gen 90 instantly reduces the appearance of wrinkles around the eyes and forehead, crow's feet, laugh lines, even the chin. Imagine how amazing you'll look in Belize as you are just, your skin is just absolutely Mm. perfect. Uh, it is a great gift for anyone in your office you're starting an affair with, or maybe uh, somebody you're actually married to. Gen 90's luxurious, nourishing, and silky smooth, and of course, you will get the best skincare you can get in the most popular package from GenuCell. Every Gen 90 order comes with a free beauty box and firming serum, which while supplies last, so just go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. Get free shipping right now at GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U. CEL.com slash Beck. So I don't know the last time I enjoyed a court case as much as the as much as the Fannie Willis court case yesterday. Uh, Fannie Willis, in case you don't know, uh, she is the woman that is uh, going after Donald Trump uh, in uh, Atlanta. And uh, she's fantastic. I just love this. So apparently she was having an affair with one of her underlings. Uh, and I don't know if he was under. Well, let's just leave it at that. And um, <laughs> having an affair and paying all kinds of money. Uh, in fact, a lot more than anybody else on her uh, staff in that in that role. Uh, but he was such an expert. And uh, they found out that, you know, those two were having an affair um, and uh, he was cheating on his wife. 
and uh, it, and and, and uh, looks like uh, there's some ethics problems there. So now she's in court because her credibility is shot. And the uh, Trump people have said she really needs to be removed from this case because she's got, you know, ulterior motives and there's another agenda going on, et cetera, et cetera. So <clears throat> you see it yesterday, Stu? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I sure did, Glenn. Yeah. I watched every it was, second of it I could ingest. Yeah. It was it was uh, in- incredible. Yeah, it was uh, it was. It was good. Uh, the first thing uh, that I saw was um, um, he gets up on the stand and he's testifying that, um, well, he didn't lie to the court during his divorce proceedings. Um, you know, he just got divorced. When was it? La- last year? No, this year, right? Or, very or, recent, late, yeah. Yeah, very recent. Maybe it was early or late last year. Um, but uh, he got he got a divorce and all this came up in the divorce court. Uh, that he was having an affair with Fannie Willis. Well, he denied that in court. And when asked about it, he said, well, it's because his marriage had, um, uh, uh, what is it? Irreconcilable differences. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he couldn't, uh, so his marriage was over. So he considered his marriage over when he was Having an affair. See, I consider yep. my, my marriage over on uh, Friday nights and Saturday nights. And then it, it picks back up uh, on yeah. Sunday. I, yeah. I like that. You yeah. could just kind of, is that a new thing? You could just name when your marriage is I over is. and then it's no, not our cheating. Marriage, uh, wow. Our marriage was over <laughs> at that point. <laughs> remember, yeah. when that was my, I remember Bill Clinton being just like, hey, yeah, when she's under the desk, the marriage is over. And then <laughs> we, we, we flipped the switch back. <laughs> God for public I've never appearances. heard that excuse I like before. That. I like it. Okay, so he he did that, <laughs> and then uh, and then apparently uh, he was reimbursed for all of the vacations and everything else. Play cut three, please. Um, you said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel, though, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so this roughly sharing travel, you're saying she reimbursed you? She did. And where did you deposit the money she reimbursed you? Oh, it was cash. She didn't. She didn't give me any checks. I think this so is so obvious. She paid you cash for her share of all these vacations. Mr. Schaefer, you'll step out if you do that again. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Someone okay. laughed. And so all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for. Yes, ma'am. And you purchased all of these vacations on your business credit card, correct? Yes, ma'am. Right. And you included those in deductions on your taxes, correct? No, ma'am. I mean, there's so much here. This is we're deep into it at this point. But just to to think about what they're saying here, because if you back up a little bit, the reason why this is an issue and why this was brought up initially by one of the co-defendants of uh, as well as Donald Trump and Giuliani and all these other guys, this is a smaller defendant that no one really ever talked about. The reason why it was brought up is if they're having an affair, he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars from this trial. Fonnie, and she likes to call her folks, Fonnie Willis, mm. is motivated to continue this trial for as long as possible because her boyfriend is getting all this cash. So instead of having a pursuit of justice, you have a pursuit of your own financial benefit because you're, is lo- the longer this goes on, the more assignments this guy gets, the more money he gets, and then they go on vacations together, which he's paying for. This is the accusation. And if that's the case, well, maybe the motivation here is not to see where you know to get us to adju- to justice here for the people of Georgia, 
but maybe to make sure she gets to Belize and Aruba and Miami and all the other vacations they discussed during this. So that's the reason why this is important, partially. Uh, The other part of it is that they said the relationship didn't start till 2022, and if it started before that, they lied to the court. That's a whole other problem. Mm -hmm. There's... There's plenty of problems here. There's plenty of problems. Their excuse for this that we are supposed to believe, they they actually are telling us we should believe this excuse, Mm -hmm. is that Mm -hmm. Wade buys expensive vacations to Aruba and a bunch of different places. He puts it on his business credit card. And then they go on the vacations, they spend all this money, Napa Valley, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on these vacations. And then she shows up and just hands him $4,000 in cash, which in turn, he never deposits into his bank account. We are supposed to believe now there's no record of any of this happening because, of course, it's all cash. There's not a cash. There's no Venmo. There's no cash app. There's no checks. Nothing. It's all cash. And then he takes the cash and never deposits any of it into his bank account. He said he may have given some of it to his children. Oh, of course. I mean, mean, there's yeah, may have done that. Now, Glenn, it's important to understand how human beings uh, act. And this series of events has never occurred between any two human beings in in American history. There's never been a case ever in history where a man bought something on his business card for $8,000. And then when he showed up for the vacation, his girlfriend paid him back $4,000 in cash, which he never deposited. This has never occurred in in, in, the, the history of human interaction. Well, I'm. Are you done? <laughs> no, I can keep you, going for hours on this. I was mean, fascinating. You have no idea. You have no idea what mm. it means to be a black woman. Uh, apparently not. Apparently you have not. No idea what it means to be a black woman. This was her First excuse, th- by the way, Glenn. This uh, legit. Oh, no, what I, you're saying here is not oh, a no, joke. I'm going to give you. This is no, really it, what she said. No, it's it's not a joke. She's, mm. she's not, this is not a joke, Stu. I've got it from the Washington Post. Mm. Uh, she explained the two split the cost with Willis paying him back in cash, thousands of dollars in cash. At the time, many businesses only accepted electronic payments and many people never carry cash. Wade made a mess of explaining why Willis was handing over wads of untraceable dollars. (laughs) He began many sentences with, well, here's the thing. And by the time he reached to the end of the sentence, well, there was no thing there. Now, remember, this is the Washington Post. Okay. But then... Then, Wade sat in the witness chair, his gray plaid three-piece suit with his white French cuff shirt, gold cuff links, and powder blue pocket square. He grimaced and smiled and repeatedly referenced his wife's affair as the cause of his filing for divorce in 2021, even though no one had asked him why he split with his wife, but rather when he started his relationship with Willis. But the two have said their romance began uh, to become uh, after he became a special prop- prosecutor afterwards, he um, had a hard time with the, the timeline of his relationship. He drank lots of water, dabbed his face and sniffed even more vigorously. Then they talk about how they started, you know, giving all of the uh, giving all of the money. Um, Willis lectured the gathered attorneys on the philosophy behind keeping cash on hand. 
Her father taught her that cash was king and a woman should always be financially self-reliant. And so, yes, she had stashes of cash that she had accumulated over time and she used it to reimburse Wade. She dipped into it before a trip so she could pay taxi drivers or barter with vendors. Her description of her father's advice was a compressed version of a very complicated history and modern-day habit. She didn't go into the discomfort that some black people have with financial institutions or the way in which banks have made it more difficult for black people to do business with them. She didn't mention that more older people believe in keeping ready cash, that a significant percentage of black and Hispanic Americans use cash for their predominant payment method. She didn't have to. She simply talked about what her father had told her to do as a matter of independence and power. I don't need any man to foot my bills, Willis said. Wow. Uh, By the way, yeah, she kept bringing up the dad. Like, my dad would be disappointed that I only had $40,000 at my house. (laughs) Just like, okay. By the way, the dad, a former Black Panther, in case you were interested in why he was so motivated to have cash. Uh, He's a former Black Panther, uh, which just a a little note as to the, the... uh, listen to the, uh, the way you're framing this. Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, you know, yeah, I am. I am framing it as someone with a very extreme group at the history of that. Yeah. Uh, well, and, let me play the counterpoint here and just point out what the New York Times said. Uh-huh. Willis sat in the witness chair for hours, or more precisely, she reclined in the chair. Woman splaining how men define relationships and how they would end them. She did so while wearing a fuchsia dress and a single strand of beads around her neck. Her hair was styled in soft shoulder-length curls, and her eye makeup was precise and intentional. Shush, this is journalism. She was a singular bright spot, surrounded by a black-robed judge and lawyers mostly in somber suits. Only Willis and her main inquisitor, Merchant, who wore a cobalt blue dress under a white blazer, stood out in the room's sobriety. Willis walked into court as a woman on the ropes. Some would say the hearing was a mess of her own making. Others might believe the whole mess is a distraction from more important matters. But either way, Willis fought back with gobsmacking fury, defiant in power pink. End quote. Incredible. By the way, I think that's the same story that ends this way. The hearing resumes on Friday. Ms. Willis is expected to take the stand for more grilling. The defense lawyers will likely crowd again onto one side of the packed courtroom. They are, in aggregate, a sea of boxy wool suits and white male faces. My gosh. What the hell kind of coverage is? What an aggregate sea of white faces? What the hell is this? It's like they just hired Ibram Kendi to cover the trial. What is going on? It, it's well, here's, embarrassing. Here's one thing. We're going to get back to the actual testimony because it's fun eating. But uh, let me just give you something that I found uh, useful to understand what happened yesterday. Megan Kelly said uh, yesterday on X, watching the Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade hearing, uh, they are toast, capitalized toast. Uh, One, her former close friend testified that the romantic relationship began well prior to when Fanny hired him by years, which means they lied to the court. Two, Wade claimed Fanny reimbursed him for all the expensive trips, but no record of that because it was all in cash. 
OMG. He definitely got caught lying on his earlier court submissions in divorce court and attempted to say the reason he falsely swore that he had no receipts was because he only had credit card statements. (laughs) Well, I mean, hello, she writes, I have secondhand embarrassment. Uh, Credit card statement, that is a receipt, you dope. He testified he had no records of it. And then yesterday was, you don't have credit card statements? Well, yeah, I have that, but that's not a receipt. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we were talking to a third grader. And of course, obviously, he's, I guarantee he submitted credit card statements for purchases and expense reports at his office. I guarantee he's done that, as every other person who's ever, you know, given a, a expense report has done. It's just so bad. And Glenn, like you mentioned the the friend who said it's, this started in 2019, which would be basically the whole thing's blown up if they lied about the starting point of this affair. That was the second witness who came in and called by uh, by the defense to to testify to this fact. The first one they came came in was one of his attorneys, and he got out of it with client attorney client privilege. So right. they had a second person who was willing who was going to say it, but was able to get out of it on a technicality. Or they obviously wouldn't have called him if he wasn't going to say this. And they now have multiple uh, you know witnesses, but only one on the record. The saying that it was happened in 2019. So it is like, this is a catastrophe for them. And everything that you're getting from the coverage is, number one, she's a strong black woman, and number two, she was wearing fuchsia. Yes, but it was beautiful. Okay. It was just beautiful, and she stood out in the room as a bright, bright light. On October 7th last year, the undying monster that is Jew hatred throughout history reared its ugly head once again in the form of a horrific attack on Israelis by Hamas. It precipitated a war and left its terrible grief and dysfunction in its wake. The news cycle moves on, but the situation on the ground in Israel remains one of destruction and deep-seated pain. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, the IFCJ, is right there in the middle of it every day. And they're distributing the essentials like food, medicine, emergency supplies, hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands of people who are now suffering. Operations like this need help from people like you with a need that is great. We have partnered now with IFCJ. Visit supportifcj.org to help. IFCJ to help. Every donation is urgently needed to help the people in Israel Go to the website, supportifcj.org, supportifcj.org. Ten seconds, station ID. As we get back to this, uh, Stu, I'd like to lead with uh, cut four here. This was, uh, this was uh, during an interview in 2020 with the Atlanta Voice um, she wanted to be the uh, district attorney there, uh, uh, Fulton County, and people should, uh, you know, vote for her because why? Listen, because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children because we deserve better. 
<laughs> no, he wasn't technically an employee, right? So <laughs> I guess that. Well, no, he was a contract worker. There you go. So yeah, not not technically, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're doing the same thing and putting money apparently into his pocket. Well, maybe under his bed. I'm not sure where that money was left. I but. No self awareness at all. I, like you're in the middle of this uh, situation. You know. I mean, think of this. She knows. The magnifying glass she's going to be under. No, they don't. They don't, Stu. I'm convinced of it. Really? They've never had it. Stu, how many times have we talked to people in the position where they're just about to break out in some way or another? And we'll say, you have no idea what's coming. Oh, no, I know. I Believe me, I know. No, you don't. You don't have any. You haven't been under the white hot microscope yet. And then when they get there, they're like... Oh, my gosh, I had no idea. These guys are never pushed. They're never questioned. They're never on the wrong side. They haven't. She right now has not felt the white hot heat of the microscope on her yet because she's only getting the side from the the Republicans. She hasn't had the entire apparatus of government and media turned against her and then focused on her like she's an ant underneath a, a... uh, 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 what do you call it? Glass. Magnifying glass, I believe. My gosh, is the I'm turning word. into Joe Biden. My gosh, I'm turning into Joe Biden. Joe Biden isn't in the Radio Hall of Fame, Glenn. I'll tell you that much. Oh, my gosh. I should go. I should go. This is where my wife should step in and say, it's time for him to <laughs> just Doc- exit the stage now. Dr. Jill steps in and says, here, yes. boy, come this way, shuffle this, this direction. Yeah just, yeah, just shuffle away. And so, I mean, now my kids now should be aware that I'm aware that I, you know, something is clearly happening to me, and I think it's just an abundance of laziness that is really happening. <laughs> You've had a hell of a couple um, of weeks. You get an excuse on forgetting a couple, a yeah, couple no, of words right now. I, I can. I feel. I went uh, two weeks ago, packed a bag for two days, and I'm still on the road. And it's it's not been good. It's not been good. I can't wait to get home. Uh, and I'll be back on uh, Monday. All right. Anyway, magnifying glass. That's what it is. See, I'm just a sweet old man that's just, you know, <laughs> confused at times. I know what I'm talking about. It's a magnifying glass with the little ant or whatever it is that's crawling on the, you know what it's called. Glenn Beck. Let me tell you about burnout. Unless you live out in the sticks, it's not the best idea to practice training your, with your guns out in the backyard. <laughs> backyard. Try that in Manhattan. Not a good idea. Uh, but you can practice with Berna. Berna launchers. It's great because you can have, you know, you have the AR. It's not a real AR, but looks just like an AR. Uh, and it's, this is not a paintball thing. You know, this is this. when If you get hit by one of these, it hurts. I imagine if you were really close, I think this thing could break a rib. It is, it's powerful. Plus, you have a 60-foot range, so if somebody is, um, you know, doing something that you don't want to come closer to you, you can hit them at 60 feet with a tear gas pellet. And this thing incapacitates people for about 40, 45 minutes. That's enough time to get away and, you know, have the police arrive. It's Burnup, B-Y-R-N-A, Burnup, proudly American, made here in the U.S., Burna.com slash Glenn. Get an exclusive discount 
BYRNA.com slash Glenn. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn, and the code now is free speech. You'll get 30% off your annual subscription to Blaze TV. So Fannie Willis uh, admitted yesterday a lot of things. Uh, you know, her her attorneys were trying to keep her from testifying uh, and they were in the middle of making the case and she just walked up there like a strong, proud black woman and she stood there and she's like, mm-hmm, I'm coming to testify and she did. And uh, nobody could keep her from, from stopping uh, talking. You know, the one thing that you learn if you've ever had to do anything like this is don't don't volunteer any information. Answer the question, and that's it. Yeah, but no, I should explain. No, don't. You'll open up too many cans of worm. Don't. Right. Your job so is not to be entertaining. Your job is not to f- fill in the holes in the story. Your job is to give as little as information as possible while answering the question. That yes. is your job in that situation. She took her job more as I was trying out to be the next host at MSNBC. Oh, that it, that's exactly what she was doing yesterday. Here she is on the witness stand uh, when questioned about cash that she used to reimburse Nathan Wade. Listen but to I this. I always have cash at the house. That has been, I don't know, all my life. If you're a woman and you go on a date with a man, you better have $200 in your pocket. So if that man acts up, you can go where you want to go. So I keep cash in my house. And I don't keep cash as good in my purse like I used to. Um, I what? don't go on many dates, but when you go on a date, you should have cash in your pocket. So my question was, where did that cash originally come from? <laughs> if it didn't come out of the bank. Cash is uh, fungible. It's fungible. I've had cash for years in my house. So for me to tell you the source of when it comes from, when you go to Publix and you buy something, you get $50, you throw it in there. When It's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like, to tell you, I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today as I would normally have, but I'm building back up now. So you just put money in. It's a very good practice. Mm. I would advise mm. it to all women. So in other <laughs> words... So, in other words, she used to have tens of thousands of dollars of cash. Mm -hmm. And she got that cash by building up, by going into the grocery store and buying her groceries. (laughs) Wait, you would have to pay with cash to get change back. So she would take $100 out and she'd get $50 back in change. (laughs) And that's how she built up the cash. Now, also, I don't do this anymore. I mean, I, I, I spent it all. Wait, you, you spent most of it. I'm building it back up. So we don't, there's nobody that can testify or we can't ask you how much cash do you have now? Because if you had $40,000 in cash, I mean, Usually that's I mean, that's something that I I would think that maybe, you know, you could have that amount of cash. But isn't that something like the bank notifies and goes, I think they've got a lot of cash. Um, (laughs) But she admits that it's from her first campaign, which I believe the cash from your campaign is pretty tightly regulated. 
And, you know, I don't think you imagine if anybody if I'm running, I'm like, yeah, I just keep all those con- campaign contributions in my house. <laughs> now, I will say, uh, again, we would never get the benefit of any defense uh, if if this, the situation was reversed. But to be fair to her, hearing I the way the show, I know, I, I know it sucks because of that. I know it's that we try sucks. to be fair. We never get it in return. I, I will be but fair to her ahead. on this one point, which is she at another point in this testimony did talk about taking out $50,000 for her campaign of her own money. So it was not camp. It was not like she was saying I I took donations and then kept them in cash at my house. She was talking about a large amount of cash she took out to pay for her own campaign. And I think she's trying to refer to what was left over. Um, Now she did also say she was almost broke after that campaign so not a lot of would be left over i would think if you're describing yourself as broke to an author um especially but, if you're adding to that pile by taking from that pile to get changed right well and that's the thing glenn like if you get into a conversation let's say with the irs like let's say they have a tax issue with you they don't take a well look cash is fungible I don't know where it came from. Like that, that that's, you, you don't get to answer that no, way. Only you have to I've know. Ever, the only people I've ever heard say that are drug lords. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I've never heard that before. In fact, I've heard the opposite. If you do have cash, make sure you have a receipt with that cash so you know exactly where that cash came from. Yeah. I've always heard that. Right. I, they, like the, the cash part of this is so unbelievable. I mean, look, do some people have cash? Yeah, some people have cash. Some people pay for, for things with cash. I mean, like that's not completely out of, the, out of the realm of possibility. What is out of the realm of possibility is taking this, you know, these large gobs of cash and paying for exactly half of trips that you're going on with your boyfriend. Like that is just it, it, like it's just not that is not realistic. This did not occur. Uh, it, you know, I just not the type of thing that that goes on, especially when you add on the fact that the boyfriend then does nothing, does no, there's never a deposit he makes with all these thousands of dollars. I mean, just it's so completely unbelievable and like they think they've talked themselves into this untraceable victory here like they just oh well they can't prove that this didn't happen which probably is true right i mean you could get witness testimony but that's about it it's probably going to be really hard to prove that that cash went did not go from her you know magical stash to his magical stash with no record of it anywhere it's gonna be hard to prove that but I mean, does the question is, does the judge actually buy it? And I, I can't believe that he would. I mean, how how could he? I mean, the regulations, Glenn, say, according to the attorneys in the case, that she's supposed to report any gift of a hundred dollars or more. And we have multiple trips of thousands and thousands of dollars where this that woman is going for. to vacations. I've never I've never been to Napa Valley on a vacation. I've never been to Aruba on a vacation. Uh, but you know, she's taking really fancy trips for a public servant. Listen to the hatred. <laughs> Listen Wait, to the hatred. All right. Let have. me, let me, let me hit you up on this then. If you're just oh. going to hit me on the hatred, let me ask you this. Okay. 
Because I got, I got this. They, these all, are, by the way, that's all I have, Stu. That's the only that's thing you can. Defense. That's why <laughs> yeah. she's using it. Well, that's why she made that speech at the church where she said, like, yes. can you believe yes. they're going after these black men and a black woman? This is all about race. I immediately jumped to that because there's no other way to justify this behavior. It's obviously a problem. But, like, there's this other thing. Their interaction was f- fascinating between Wade and, and Willis. W- Willis continually kept talking about bizarre relationship details that she was not being asked about. <laughs> did, did you notice this? This was fascinating. Oh, yeah, no. How could, if you watched it, yeah. how could you miss it? At, at one point, like, she kept making this distinction as to when their relationship ended. She claims it ended in August, and he, she, he didn't say this, but she claims that he thinks the relationship ended in June or July because that was the last time they had sex. And she kept bringing this up. Like, you know, you know how men are. Men think relationships stop the last time you have sex. And I believe it stops when you have an uncomfortable conversation, the breakup conversation. Well, right? hang on just a second, mm-hmm. Stu. Hey, may I just point out? He also believes that his marriage is over. Right. Uh you know, long before the divorce proceedings, when you're testifying, did you have an affair during your marriage? And the answer is no. And you're still married Mm -hmm. and seeing someone you don't get to say in a court of law. Well, yeah, but that's not how I define marriage. Right. (laughs) So it's these people. So go ahead. I will say in this day and age, you do get to occasionally make up definitions of marriage. That is something that we have learned over the years. You are occasionally able to do. (laughs) Uh, But but, so she so she was saying, okay, well, that's how men think. Now, again, I guess you're just able to just trash all men. That's how men think. Now, I don't of no guy who's like, actually, we broke up on Tuesday, but I think of the relationship ending last Thursday because we hooked up last Thursday. Like, I don't know guys who think it that way, but okay, let's just take that as it is. Then uh, that was not something they were asking about, though. They were not saying like, you know, oh, and she wanted to tell this story. She wanted to tell the story so bad. And then she says he, you know, she starts going into the details of their breakup conversation and the attorney cuts now, you're not supposed to do this as an attorney. You want the you want the witness to just run their mouth and hopefully give you details you didn't think were coming. The attorney cuts her off and says, yeah, no, I'm not asking about the details of your conversation. You don't need to go into that. I'm not asking about that. She interrupts him and says, oh, well, you should ask about that. Because hey, now, wait, 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 wait. I have to also lead that she went on a rage mm-hmm. about how she was being personally violated, her her most important relationships have been uh, hung out for everybody to see, and it, she is offended that anybody would do that to her. Right, and then she's privacy just violations, giving all sorts of details, and multiple times tries to bring up that Nathan Wade, the guy she was sleeping with, had erectile dysfunction problems. She attempts to do it multiple times, and the right. attorneys and keep cutting like, about, I'm, re- I'm like, really grossed out. We don't need to we know We don't need to know this information. <laughs> and at one point, and, and eventually she gets to the point where she can bring it up, because he, he, the, the, the attorneys are trying to get the timeline of this relationship. Again, multiple witnesses are saying it started in 2019. They're denying that. So he's like, well, what about in 2022? Did you guys have a relationship? Her point on that is it was impossible for us to have a relationship because he had some sort of cancer 
which apparently gave him erectile dysfunction. Um, and th- again, they keep trying to cut her off before she says this stuff. She eventually gets it out and then hang, says, hang, hang. and then says, uh, I'm sorry. She, she says, well, I mean, he had issues that would make a relationship impossible, if you know what I mean, but I am not going to emasculate a black man. And the, the attorney's like, did it. wait, wait a minute. What? Like, we didn't ask you about this. And he's so shocked. He's like, uh, what? And she says, I will not emasculate a black man. And then sits back. I in need her that chair. audio. Oh, I need that audio. It was incredible. And you got to think this guy, Nathan Wade, who's, by the way, trying to share this BS story about cash payments and when the relationships start. Like they're, like, some, they're on the same team. They've obviously arranged this story. And he's like, why are you talking about my wiener? There's no reason. To, <laughs> why, why, why is that? Be, why, why are you doing that? Stop you wouldn't bringing ask that me up. about a relationship if well, you saw his wiener. That's basically... That How was her defense. How dare you? Her defense. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> this guy couldn't perform at all. Let me tell you about what he tried to do this oh one my God. time. Well, Ma'am, can I ask, stop. Can I ask you this? What I find so infuriating is their logic never never meets. It, no. it is never complete. So on one hand... Uh, she is talking about how we can't have a relationship. It's impossible. He just asked if your relationship, I can't, we couldn't have because his wiener wouldn't work. <laughs> Earlier, when she's asked about relationship ending, she says, guys only think right. of that as sex. Women think of it differently. Wait, no, apparently you think about the sex too because they asked you about your relationship. Not, you know, yeah, she not his impo- wiener. Mm-hmm. She said it was impossible without that factor. And then later on said that it's the exact opposite stance. Exact opposite. Incredible. Yeah, it's cr- it is really. Oh, it was so fun to watch. Oh. Uh, you know, sometimes you just like to s- sit back and watch it all burn down to the ground. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to talk to you about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is on a mission to glorify God, also to protect and defend our God-given rights and constitutional rights and freedoms. How do they do that? Well, they decide that the best, and I think this is right, the best charity is great capitalism. Because then they can make something that people want, and they can really hit it out of the park. They can make money, and then they can take their profits and do with it what they want. And what they want to do is protect the Constitution. They have affordable plans for your budget, excellent coverage, top-notch U.S.-based customer service. This is the parallel economy. This is what these other phone companies and big phone companies are doing on the left, but they don't tell you that. This They just get everybody. They, these guys are telling us who they are and what they're trying to do. Switch now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Yes. Hello, my friend. It is the Glenn Beck Program, and we're glad that you're here today. 
Oh, that was just such a fun moment yesterday. And I mean, it is watching your country burn to the ground. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. But uh, it was it was awful, awful fun, awful fun. And and it's really impactful. I mean, it's possible that this entire case gets blown up because of what has happened here, which is obviously a huge, huge story for the country. I think more importantly, even if it does go through. Yeah, she's done. She's done. I mean, listen, cut, play the cut where uh, MSNBC is talking about how well she did. This cut has one. been a bombshell, and it was a slow, a sort of a slow burn. But um, if you if you parse the language, huge, huge issues here. And I want to be really clear: this is not about a relationship between two consenting adults. This has nothing to do with that. It's about lying to the court. It's about potential financial gain on the part of Fannie Willis. And not, not even so much. That, that's a second, that takes the back seat here. The issue is that her credibility is shot. Um, just as Anthony was saying, if she lied to the court, she submitted something to the court that she knew was false and inaccurate, what else was she lying about? It's a horrible, horrible look for her. I think this case is dead in the water. So you know it's it's really amazing. Well, we'll see. This is a real test. Does lying under oath mean anything? We know lying under oath to the Congress doesn't mean anything unless you're on the right. Is that true in a court of law? Does lying to the court mean anything, or is it just you have to be on the right side now? Uh, it's amazing how this reverse racism is uh, is working. Uh, because this is what black people used to go through. Wouldn't you learn and say, I don't want that to happen to anyone anymore? Coming up in just a second, we have an amazing guy I want to introduce you to. You've probably never heard of him, but his outlook on life is fantastic. Josh Josh McPherson next.